1: Happy Friday, Hokie Nation. Thanks so much for joining us on your Friday afternoon. We're at the Corporate Research Center here in Blacksburg, Virginia, and this is TSL Today. A lot to talk about today. We're talking men's basketball, women's basketball, wrestling's got a big meet coming up tonight. We'll cover all that and and more. It's TSL Today on a Friday from Blacksburg.
0: TSL Today on a Friday in Blacksburg,
1: Virginia. Thanks so much for being with us on your Friday afternoon. I'm Giovanni Heater, joined alongside Kyle Marshak here on the set at the gorgeous Corporate Research Center. Kyle, not a ton to cover today, but definitely some stuff to go over in our news uh, and update segment. And really, that's all we got for you today. We're going to come at you with the news and updates. We're going to break down the uh, Virginia Tech win last night over Lehigh on the men's basketball side, talk a little bit of women's basketball against Bucknell, of course, talk a little bit of football, against Duke coming up tomorrow. Getting a phone call. Should have muted that. Uh, we'll talk uh, Virginia Tech football uh, in Durham tomorrow, uh, and, and then we'll talk a little bit of wrestling as well. But, Kyle, a uh, good way to start out here is to talk about this big win over Lehigh last night for Virginia Tech. Might not have been as impressive as a season-opening win over Delaware State,
0: 78-52 the final score. Kyle, what were your biggest takeaways? Well, you know, at this point, uh, with competition like Lehigh, obviously the, the main goal is just to continue to win the games that you're supposed to. They're really still waiting till maybe Charleston, or maybe a little bit after that to find real competition, so they're treating all these like tune-ups. I mean, the way Mike Young talks, especially at Tech Talk Live, he's very straightforward about how he feels about games, and uh, in all honesty he did describe, you know, the first few games in their schedule as tune-ups, so that was definitely what we were looking for. With that, you know, my main look, obviously, was to see how Padula was running the point guard position. Drop 20 points can't be that bad. No,
1: not at all. Uh, Kind of showing that in comparison to last year, he can be a true scoring point guard as well, which is something maybe Tech didn't necessarily have a year ago. Uh, Storm Murphy was thought to be that guy and just kind of never really panned out that way. And Padula certainly could offer some points off the bench uh, a season ago, but I think this is kind of a different wave that we're seeing having a scoring point guard. Uh, How about Justin Mutz's performance, though? Uh, Welcome back, Jay Muddy, um, to the Virginia Tech basketball team after obviously serving uh, his one-game suspension. Dropped 16 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, shoots it uh, 75% from the field. You can't ask uh, for much better than that. Even went 1-for-1 from down Town, He's not going to shoot the three very much, but he's money when he does. So just a nice performance out of Justin Muntz. Yeah.
0: I mean, dude's got like five degrees, gets suspended <laughs> for one game for a little program action down in Florida, I think it was, so, and yeah. then uh, comes back and drops 16 in his first game, and he's just a real basket case. You love to watch him. He plays like his hair is on fire, and he just brings a new spark to this team. So it was good to see him back in the court.
1: I mean, he is the heart and soul of the program yeah. in so many ways, and I thought it was really interesting. Uh, on Tech Talk Live a couple of nights ago, you were there. My Mike Young uh, was talking about how he knew that that was going to happen, um, and he encouraged Mutz to, even though he, even though he might have to serve a one-game suspension, uh, he encouraged him to still go participate in those events, and uh, the way he talked about Mutz was was really interesting. So first of all, he knew he he probably could get a one-game suspension or even up to a three-game suspension. He was happy it was only one. He thought it was a great opportunity for Mutz to go play in an event like that, which, again, just gets his name out there, gets him in front of scouts and stuff like that. Uh, but he said months developed so much over the summer and it's not necessarily something that's going to be glaring like he's going to drop an extra 10 points a game or anything like that but he said he looks like a million dollars he's incredibly incredibly muscular very very slim um he's just got this crazy long wingspan mike young called him uh the best defender that he's
0: ever coached and he just had a lot a lot of high praise uh for his grad senior yeah, I mean, for a guy at his position, you kind of look at him and just physically, biologically, he's a dude that you look at and you're like, he's sculpted for basketball. Yeah. And he fits the defense that uh, Mike Young runs, and, and you were talking about it. The work that he was getting over uh, the summer, um, You know, he was out in Las Vegas training out there. He had Kebe Aluma visit, too, he mentioned during Tech Talk Live. And the, the biggest thing that he was looking at was his ball handles, what he can do to facilitate while on top of the ball. And I think we saw sparks of that in uh, this Lehigh game.
1: Yeah, I mean, he went ahead and uh, had uh, five assists which was big as well. His his passing ability yeah. um, is kind of off the charts. Carter, I saw that you just you just texted us something. You want to chime in here a little bit? So, as I'm going
0: to be yelling out, Justin Mutz was 3-for-7 from the free throw line yesterday. He was not happy with his free throw performance. So, immediately after the game, he went
1: back out there and shot some free throws for about 20 minutes straight. Wow. Yeah. If if, if for whatever reason the mic didn't pick that up, uh, Carter just said that Justin Mutz wasn't happy with his 3-for-7 performance from the charity stripe, went out after the game and shot free throws for 20 minutes. He's just a leader, man. Yeah. It sounds like Justin
0: Mutz to me. Yeah. No
1: doubt about it. Um, One thing question. I have a question for – Carter, or Kyle, I have a question for you. Um, What are we seeing out of Couture only six points last night um, after only dropping six points in the season opener as well? Is that worrisome or is that a... I don't need to do much. This team is this team is stacked right now, and you know we're just gonna let the let the
0: game flow. And the guys that are hot are hot. Yeah, it's tough to tell. I mean, with his leadership, you'd like to think he's just accepting a, kind of a role in the uh, offense as opposed to being a facilitator or a leader. We have seen him bring the ball up the court a yeah. couple times as that point guard, but otherwise, he's he's still playing that <coughs> excuse me that kind of catch and shoot two spot role. Uh, you know, I hate to be that guy, and it is so early in the season, so I can tell you there is no reason for concern. But I wonder if him getting that vote for ACC Player of the Year in the preseason poll maybe put a little bit of pressure on him because be. he wasn't supposed to get that vote, quote-unquote. And yeah. he's a legit player, and I do think he has an outside chance. But, you know, so you wonder because the offensive production has been uh, a little subpar. Shooting is not where it's been at the first couple of games. But, again, we've only seen 80 minutes out of them. So
1: Not only we've only seen 80 minutes, we still have yet to see them play a, a high-quality opponent right. that's really tested them and, and they, they haven't been tested, and sometimes guys that are at the top can sit back when when they're not being tested. Exactly. So, yeah. so who knows? We'll see how all that plays out on the last Virginia attack. 2-0 on the season, good way to start. Uh, 78-52, the final score they take down, the Lehigh Mountain Hawks uh, last night in Castle Coliseum. Let's go ahead, flip the script here, very briefly touch on the 13th ranked Hokies uh, take on the number four ranked team in the country, the Ohio State Buckeyes in Columbus on the wrestling mat tonight. You can watch Watch it on the Big Ten Network Plus. Unfortunately, it will cost a $10 subscription to watch that match. Uh, A lot of Hokies fans are actually a little bit upset about that, um, that there's not an easier way to watch that match. Uh, Nonetheless, still a really big opportunity for the Hokies to go, not only uh, bounce back after losing to Ohio State last year um, and
0: kind of stealing one back, but uh, to really – assert themselves as one of the top 10 teams in the country. Yeah, I'm excited for that. You know, I'm not Jack. I don't have the same type of knowledge in wrestling, but I can tell you of all the programs we have here, that's one of the strongest when it comes to a shot at the national championship, and this is a huge one early on in the regular season. Yeah. right, that's tonight. That's a 7
1: p.m. uh, First first wrestle, I guess you would call it, uh, on the mats uh, out in Columbus. All right, women's basketball teams also in action tonight. Mr. Marshak, they play host to
0: uh, the team that was picked to finish fourth in the Patriots Patriot League, Bucknell, the Bison. Uh, what, are we, what are we seeing out of the Hokie women? Yeah, I mean, out of mid-major conferences, the Patriot ain't that bad. And You know, last year, Bucknell, 24-10, and 10, but they were 0-1 against ranked competition, so I really like to favor Virginia Tech in this matchup. Obviously, they're so down, and We'll see. I mean, you know, Bucknell is one of those mid-majors that does bring in decent talent. They do have decent size, um, so I think that's really the only thing you can look at with Bucknell and say, all right, they're going to give them something new because so far the competition – Physically for the women's team has been small in a quite literal sense. So. I,
1: I listened to uh, an interview with Kayla King who dropped 33 Yeah uh, In the season opener and and first of all she said she couldn't say enough how she doesn't do it alone And like it was crazy she, she's never scored that many points in her life She was asked have you ever scored that many and she's like unless you count middle school I've never like even touched that um, so she just had a, a huge performance uh, in the season opener for the women's against Mount St Mary's but She said she pities teams that Tech has to play this year, because who do you defend? Like, if you want to double-team Kitley, okay, Kayla King's gonna shoot the lights out and score 33 points. But if you want to double-team Kitley, like somebody's always going to be open. Everybody on the court can score, whether it's Amor, whether it's Ashley Owusu, whether it's Kayla King, Elizabeth Kitley. I mean, everybody, Taylor Soul, everybody can score, plain and simple. And I just think that was really interesting.
0: It's almost impossible to game plan against a team like that. Oh, I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It is criminal at which Brooks has just developed such a deep roster. I mean, every time... They, they, you know, we saw it in the first game with Kitley. They were triple teaming her, which yeah. honestly is well deserved. Not often do you like to see a triple team. You say that's a, that's a person that deserves to get triple team. But ACC Player of the Year, one of the finest in, uh, you know, that a very likely candidate for the Lisa Leslie Award. But she did a great job. Kitley did with distributing the ball. I mean, every time she had the ball, it's like she tossed it back out, and either Aimore or King had it. And when they tossed it up, you're like, boom, goes a nine. There's just <laughs> no way they can't hit the shot. So it's it's really just, and, and you know, we we mentioned. Canyon and Amor, but like you said, it's everybody in that starting lineup has a possibility of you know being able to hit that jump shot. It's it's just incredible how many tools they have.
1: I can't help but agree. I can't <laughs>
0: help but agree. They are uh, they're just uh,
1: knocking the lights out. So um, last but not least, Virginia Tech on the road to take on the Duke Blue Devils tomorrow in Durham. Uh, I'll be heading down there. Uh, obviously, David Cunningham, Will Stewart's already on. We're actually alone right now at the Corporate Research Center. It's quiet. David's on the way. Will's on the way. Chris is probably if I had to guess he's gonna watch it uh, from one of his favorite local establishments um, but but uh, but nonetheless Chris is not here either so we're just Running the joint today, um, what are we seeing out of the Hokies? Obviously tough back-to-back one-point losses in a situation where you had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. Can they kind of pull one away here against the 6-3 and three Duke team, who's been a very pleasant surprise
0: as far as the ACC goes? You know, you see it in Power 5 football the past couple of years. The theme is all four quarters, and VT just does not endorse that whatsoever. I mean, they've dropped the ball literally in the fourth quarter of these past yeah, two games. Fumble on the possible game winning yeah. drive. You know, we, we saw with NC State, there was a couple of fumbles on punt returns and stuff like that. It's just a team that hasn't figured out how to win all four quarters yet. Um, but again, you know, Duke, really good offense. Virginia Tech, really good defense. I think that's a matchup where, again, they have learned how to play good against good competition. It's just how they finish. I think there's always a world where VT is in it, especially if Tucker Holloway continues to propel yeah. their special team stuff and play beamer ball like they used to. Then I think they're always in it. That's the culture of Virginia Tech football. It's just, you know, what can they do offensively outside of just getting scores on defense? So Let's get a
1: score prediction because I really would not be shocked if the Hokies ended up pulling one out. I, I don't think they lose out. I think they get a third or a fourth win. You got left on the schedule. Duke. Uh, who's second in the coastal? You got uh, 19th ranked uh, Liberty, and then you got UVA. I think they gotta win at least one, and I think it's probably either Duke or UVA. Uh, what, what's a score prediction for you tomorrow?
0: Yeah, I mean, just to add on top of that, I hope UVA is the one that they do win. That would be that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, Duke really good offensive team. Just with the performance we've seen, the defense has still been underwhelming for Virginia Tech, even though they are an above average defense. If I had to guess. I think it would be a an average, if not low scoring, matchup just because of the nature of both defenses. I'm gonna toss up, let's say, 28 Duke, 21 VT. Okay, I'll go. I'll say
1: Tack wins at 24, 21. And I don't have a crazy rhyme or reason. I, I've said it before so many times. The only way they win is if they get a special teams or a defensive yeah. touchdown. Well, last week they got a pick six and a punt return for a touchdown, and they still couldn't close it out. So uh, I, I just – I don't know. I, I feel like they can't they, – they're not going to lose out. Like, I, I don't I don't see them only winning two games yeah. the whole season. But um, nonetheless, what, what Duke has done has been really good. They, they've really put together um, a great, great team with a great new coach. And six wins. Uh, like that is is pretty impressive co- considering what Duke football has been uh, recently. So it certainly will be a test, but I think the matchup is not as hard as like um, Tech did not match up well against obviously UNC yeah. or a Pittsburgh um, earlier in the season. This matchup's not as terrifying uh, on paper, although Duke does run the football uh, very very well. So I think that uh, just about
0: wraps things yeah. up for us here, Kyle. Anything else? Not much, dude. I, I wish that uh, that. The subscription to the wrestling match tonight was in 10 bucks. I'm broke. I, I...
1: <laughs> I, I uh, me too, but I, I think a lot of Tech fans feel that way. But uh, I think we might have to find a way to, to watch that. Nonetheless, we got some good writers to yeah, follow. For that's that, true. So. That's true. All right. Well, this uh, this will wrap things up on TSL today from Blacksburg. Happy Friday, everybody! Hey, enjoy uh, the festivities this weekend. Virginia Tech basketball back in action on Sunday against William and Mary. They will drop the banner in Castle Coliseum from that ACC championship. The women's team in action tonight against the Bucknell Bison of the Patriot League football in action on the road in Durham against the Blue Devils of Duke tomorrow. And then tonight, it's Virginia Tech wrestling, the 13th ranked team in the land, facing off against the fourth ranked Ohio State Buckeyes in Columbus. He's Kyle Marchette, Carter Hill behind the scenes. I'm Giovanni here. This is TSL Today. We'll see you on Monday.